Mm. I just wanted to hear that. I just, I just, <laughs> I just want, I just wanted to hear about lunch. And I wanted to hear that awesome verse. Good morning. It's Risenstein. Ray Haynes is here teaching on Passover. You know where? Where do you get? anything like victory 91.5 next week is victory partner days and we're going to be asking you unashamed to ask for your financial gift whether you're a business or an individual this is how we have existed for 35 years and this is how we will exist lord willing for another 35 years and ask yourself the question as you're listening to Ray's teaching or maybe you're going back to the Risenstein Facebook page or the podcast and listening to the teaching today on Passover where else are you going to be able to get filled like this? Probably nowhere. So we're asking you to pray starting today. Pray as a business. Pray as a family. How you can step into generosity here at Victory 91.5. This is part nine. I'm sorry, part, part eight. eight. You talk about a, the generosity journey. You know, God, this is God's idea. You know, when they left Egypt, he said, go knock on the doors. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he didn't time it for a good time in the Egyptians' lives. He waited till they were grieving over their mm-hmm. losses. Their flocks were dead, their children. I mean, it was horrible. They'd mm-hmm. just gone through ten plagues, and he says, go knock on their door, ask them now. Mm-hmm. And they blessed them. And this is what prepared their journey that would have to last them, you know, actually in the end, 40 years mm-hmm. in the desert. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do go boldly asking because we believe God has set this journey for Victory 91.5 in place, and we'll be talking about that next week, and I'm looking forward to that, too. Now, um, you know, we talk about how uh, the Passover that God tells us to celebrate each year, everyone is different. Every single year is different. Every Passover is different, and you know, some of them were better than others. Uh, The third Passover, well, the second Passover happened one year after they left Egypt. The third Passover, 40 years after they left Egypt. So it tells you in there something went really, really wrong Mm. for their third Passover. But this is a story of how God looks at us. There is redemption in this particular story, but there's also the reality that when you're choosing to walk in sin, this affects your family Mm. majorly. And uh, when I was a youth pastor, you could look at, Families, and when you met the children, or you met the children, and you met the parents, you go, ah, okay, that explains it. <laughs> it. It was those things just kind of attached themselves, and I think that's kind of the story of the third Passover. They had been traveling to- in Canaan, towards Canaan, for two years. They're still in the desert, but they're ready to enter now. They send out the twelve spies. Ten of them give a bad report, and well, it just all goes downhill from there. That night, this is Numbers fourteen. Uh, members of the community raised their voices, wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. Boy, that was a bad request. Mm. Or in this wilderness, <laughs> even worse request. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. So they never quite made it to the third Passover, so it has to wait a little while, mm-hmm. 38 years, in fact. And here's what Moses says to Aaron. How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I've heard the complaints. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. 
In this wilderness, your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who has counted in the census, who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land, I swore, with uplifted hand to make your home except Caleb and Joshua. As for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land that you've rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Now listen to this interesting line from God. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. So he's talking about those who will die, those who will live, how it's going to happen. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explore the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. Mm. That is not a position you want to be in. <laughs> you don't want to push God and say, okay, fine, we can play that. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community which is banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness. Here they will die. All right, so we're going to fast forward mm -hmm. from the stupid people stuck in stupid to the people trying to get out, out of being stuck in stupid. Thirty years late, 38 years later, they come to the Jordan to cross, and they celebrate the third Passover, 40 years after the first one. Joshua went up and asked. Uh, he sees a man, a great warrior, and he goes up to him and says, Are you for us or for our enemies? And this is on the plains of Jericho. Neither he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. And then Joshua fell face down on the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army replies, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now after the death of Moses, Joshua led the people. He brought them to the edge of the overflowing Jordan River, commanded the priests and the people to move forward. God dried up the river and crossed over on dry land, just like the, their relatives or from 40 years before had gone through the Red Sea. Then Joshua ensured that all the men were circumcised and the Passover was celebrated. That's what they did after crossing the Jordan River. So these were signs of God's covenant with Israel. But here's the weird part. Think about this. They were being led by Moses for 38 years, yet not one of them was circumcised. Hmm. So you ask yourself the question, what? And why? What was going on there? That had been neglected during the years of the wandering in the wilderness, but before they could move on to put things right, they'd been wrong. And Moses had been obedient. Mm -hmm. Joshua was obedient, yet not one Passover and not one circumcision for 38 years. So um, I'm going to jump ahead into Joshua 5. The Israelites moved about the wilderness 40 years until all the men were of military age when they left Egypt had died since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord had sworn to them they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestor to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place, and these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Mm. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Mm. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped in Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. So the questions to kind of look at here were, depending on, again, looking at your life here, what is the reproach of Egypt and why were they not circumcised in the desert? Those who God delivered from Egypt, all of those 20 years, the, you know, they, he, everyone died that was older than 20. So all the young people for mm -hmm. 40 years, right. they were no old people and they were circumcised, but nobody that was born in the desert. So 
these adults that were now dead but refused to obey God, instead they had acted like they were still slaves or Egyptians, if you will. They were living like they had lived and their mentality was still right. in Egypt. Right, mm -hmm. right. And the point of being in Egypt is you were slaves to sin. So when they were condemned to die in the desert, their sons had to bear their shame. This is the reproach of Egypt. And God refused to let them be circumcised until they crossed the Jordan River in faith. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't get to have the blessings of being Israelite for 38 years. So the mass circumcision was in essence God saying, okay, I'm going to roll away this reproach today. You are my people again, mm. not Egyptians worshiping false gods. So because this whole new group hadn't gone through the whole plague situation where he, they had been broken off the idols and all, he did this in one day saying, okay, today I'm rolling all of this away from you. So the third Passover is about finding our identity specifically in him. It's not about blaming our parents for screwing up or family or our upbringing or our life situations. It's about looking forward, moving forward, becoming who God tells you to be because that is who you are. And sometimes you have to turn your back on everything behind you mm -hmm. and just go, right. you know what? My daddy was an alcoholic, but I am not going to be an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. This was in my past, but this is not who mm -hmm. I am. Right. And it's allowing Jesus Amen. to change your identity. Yep. Past failures are literally <laughs> cut away. Like the miracle of the Red Sea 40 years before, they were baptized in the Jordan during a miracle crossing. Instead of the Egyptian army being destroyed behind them, think about this, all their enemies are defeated before them. Past failures are literally cut away like the miracle of the Red Sea 40 years before. So they're baptized in the Jordan, they're crossing. Instead of the Egyptian army being destroyed behind them, all their enemies are defeated before them. Mm. Consider the significance of that. They were called an army when they were leaving Egypt, but then refused to obey and be the army. Mm. Now they've become the army of the Lord and the people of the earth have now come to fear the Lord and discover who he is. So it's an, an unbelievable transformation and a very different Passover than the one 40 years before. So that's three Passovers. Uh, coming up next, we'll look at the fourth. We're going to go 1,440 years in the future and, for the fourth and, Passover. And, and one of those moments. And it won't even take a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of those moments that I think we can all go back and say, we don't want to forget what God has done mm -hmm. for us like the Israelites sure. did. That's when right. they got through the Red Sea, they rejoiced and praised his name and sang his yeah. praises, and then they forgot. Yep. I don't want to be that guy. Those are hard verses, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Then they forgot. This Saturday...